This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Pumped out the floral shirt because we're going down to Miami. Not really, I'm not going down to Miami, but Izzy and Pereira 2. And with me today for uh, UFC 288 Best Bets, Patrick McCory. Patrick, my man, great to talk to you. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's great. Um, thanks for having me. It's great studio here. I love the Zoom call. I got the pillows. I got the the, the, the Funkos. I got it all, man. <laughs> I, I got it all. It's just not all set up. You can see it back there under the lights. We're, you can clearly see we're both sports people, and, and I'm a nerd yeah. too, but they go hand in hand not sometimes. Too. And it, for for those who don't know Patrick, Patrick McCory, he runs a sports show, Patrick McCory Sports Show. You can follow him on Twitter. I'll link all that. And then he's also with Combat Sports UK. Very young kid. I think you're 18 years old and you're yeah. lighting up the MMA media world. So before we start, appreciate that, man. how do you get into that, dude? And how's it going? Uh, So like I've always loved sport. And like so when I was like very young, I wanted to be a soccer player. Right. That was my okay. dream. And then reality set in. Right there's a very slim chance. I was like, okay, I want to be an NFL player. I live in Germany. That dream shut down very quickly. And I realized like, okay, I still want to do something with sport. Right. And so originally, which is why it's called Patrick McCoy's sports show where I was thinking, okay, I can interview NFL players. I can interview soccer players. I can interview fighters. And then I realized how hard it is to contact NFL players. Yeah. Dude. So I focused more on MMA and now I'm, I'm where I am now two and a half years in approximately well you're killing it dude i think we're both Thank you. young up-and-comers in this game so yeah let's stay consistent and keep it going brother <laughs> let's try man um so also real quick for those of you who know me i run tapped out the podcast every saturday 7 to 9 p.m eastern time on betql network and odyssey that's on again this week this week we got gilbert burns and john anik on the show so check that out great guys anyways patrick ufc 288 best bets i'm gonna start with yeah. mine and I'll ask you your opinions. You ready? For sure. So I'll, I'll I'll start out with my bias pick, my Philadelphia pick, Joe Pfeiffer by knockout TKO at minus 105. Let me tell you why I like this other than him being Joe Pfeiffer and everybody loving Joe Pfeiffer and me being from Philly and me loving Philly. GM3, first of all, durable, but he's got a bit of a chin. Okay, we've seen him get cracked before. Yeah. He survives it a lot of the time. Tends to out, outlast his opponents and find a late sub or a very gritty, grindy uh, decision. I, it's just not going to work against Pfeiffer, man. Pfeiffer's one too strong. I talked to him. He said, I'm going to knock this guy the fuck out. That's exactly what he told me. I believe him. All he does is train pad work with John Marquez. He works BJJ with Eddie Torres, Andre Petrosky. He had Randy Brown, Eric Anders in his camp this time around. I, I just think with dude, Joe Pfeiffer coming out of Team Taino, Marquez MMA, 
Jonathan Webb MMA, having all those big bodies to work with this camp and seeing how in shape he is cardio-wise, how strong he is, and how improved his striking has gotten, he's a BJJ guy. Can't forget about that. I think he's got this one in the bag, man, and I think uh, GM3's chin gets tested. Do you agree? Yeah, man. You know, I love GM3. I think he's great, and we've seen, you know, his last one, I believe, was Bruno Silva, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah, sat so. him down and submitted him. That was very, very impressive. Um, you know, I think GM3 is one of those guys where, like, one week he'll win an amazing fight, and then the next week he'll he'll get knocked out in 20 seconds, you know? He's like, I say he's got, like, a bipolar career where it's like, sometimes it can be really, really good, and then sometimes it can just be really, really bad. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be a bad night for him necessarily, but I do think Piper wins. I do think he TKOs him. I'm not sure about like an out cold, but I do think Piper TKOs him. So, you know, being, we interview a lot of fighters and you can ask a yeah. fighter, Hey, how are you going to win this fight? Uh, tell us as a better, how you feel about the odds. That's a very biased answer because it's a fighter answering about themselves. But one thing I like that we get an inside look at is other people in their circles and their opinions mm. and their knowledge. For example, being in these gyms in Philadelphia, asking these fighters, Hey, how does this Piper fight go down? They all have an answer, and it's very it's interesting from a betting perspective because they've a lot of them have worked with both GM3 and Piper. GM3 spent yeah. a lot of time here in Philadelphia. Everybody I've talked to who's worked with GM3, I'm not naming names, but they're all like, bad matchup for GM3. Piper's got this one. Mm -hmm. Easy. So I have to take that like inside look into consideration here. And I, I really think the chin of GM3 is what's swaying my bet here. So, you know, Piper knockout TKO minus 105. I'm going to cash it. I think I think those are good odds too. It's not too high. You know, it's it's just that perfect I think it's just the perfect spot there. It's a prop, you know, play it small, don't throw your freaking <laughs> bankroll on it, but it's it's a nice prop and I don't I don't usually advertise props on here a lot, so I dig it. Um anyways, we're in agreement there. Awesome. Moving on. I told you I was going with Chris Curtis and actually when I sat down to do my research for this video, I changed my pick. I'm going with Kel really? Kelvin Gaslam minus 125 at first it was the time off the time off and chris curtis's activity i was like oh dude gaslam's in trouble here and then i started doing some tape watching and some research and just poking around and gaslam's chin you know yeah chris curtis he, he connects with a hook he's knocking you out i don't know if he's getting gaslam with a hook and knocking him out and gaslam's wrestling i think that's what's going to carry him here i just think it being almost a pick em fight i got to go with the more like tactical strategic advantage and just seeing Chris Curtis get wrestle left before by Hermanson, I, I think Kelvin Gaslam uses the experience in the chin and outworks him for three rounds. And, you know, Chris Curtis, he'll be mad about a wrestle loss decision again. You know, I'm shocked Chris Curtis is the underdog, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's a very small margin, but I'm shocked because, I mean, he's on a, you can say he's on a terror. His knockout with Buckley was nuts. Yeah. He's super defensively sound. Um, you know, the Hermanson loss, I think that was a big step up in competition. Hermanson kind of ran from him most of that fight. You know, we just, he got on his bike. He did what he had to do to win. Short notice, I respect it a lot. And Gaslam, I mean, he was supposed to fight Imovov um, yeah. in January. And I, what was his last fight? Was his last fight Whitaker? That was the last time he fought, 20, right? 2021 for Gaslam, man. I don't remember who the last opponent was, but. I think it was Robert Whitaker. And, you know, Robert Whitaker's maybe the second best, third best middleweight in the world. So that's not a bad loss. But 
I think Gaslam's maybe um, regressed a little bit, and that's where I think Curtis, you know, I think he's better on the feet. I, I don't think he's a better wrestler at all. I think Gaslam's a much better wrestler. But for me, the factor is, can Gaslam get him down? Can he take him down? If not, Chris Curtis wins, and that's why I'm going with Chris Curtis. Um, and I, li- I like that plus 110 as well. This is a value fight, right? You know, minus 125, plus 110. I think on uh, Bet MGM, he's plus 105. Regardless, it's like, do I go with the underdog or do I go with the uh, money-making favorite? I like to pick a favorite each card if I can. That's like minus 120 to minus 180. This week, it was going to be Adrian Yanez for me. I didn't cash early enough. He's like minus 190, minus 200. A little too late. Mm. Can't play him single. So I, my guy is going to be Gastelum. And I'm going to rely on that wrestling, that cardio, and that chin to hold up. But you're right, dude. The time off, Curtis's strength, his power, his activity recently, it could be a problem. Yeah. So this is not going to be a huge play for me. It's not going to be one of my usual five-unit lock of the night as a no. man priest says singles. But it, it, I'm going to I'm gonna play it a little bit. And I think it's a, it's a 50-50 fight with 50-50 odds. I like it. For sure. That's a good one. So my last single main event. Alex Pereira plus one ten. Why are they making him the underdog again, man? What's what's going on? Well, I think uh, when you I watched the fight back again, and I just I knew it was winning. I I don't think you can disagree on that, and you can say the same about the kickboxing fight. But Pereira has the nuclear option. I think he wore Izzy down. If you watch that, you know he checked a lot of the kicks, which eventually led to the finish. And so I think Pajara, like he knows, okay, I have the nuclear option. I can let Adesanya play his game, let him get comfortable. I think that's what happened in all those fights. He let Adesanya, you know, he got comfortable. He knows, like, okay, this is working. I'm finding my range. And then Pajara was like, okay, you know, I've got three minutes left. Now I'm going to put you out. So and that's what he did. I mean, fair play to him. And I think Pajara just has his number. I think he knows Adesanya very well. I think Adesanya knows Pajara very well. But... I think the difference maker is the power. I think they're amazing strikers. Neither guy is the, is a very good grappler. I don't think that's going to play a factor. You know, people are talking about Adesanya becoming Nurmagomedov. That would be funny, and I would respect it a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't see it. And I see Pajara winning again. I You know, plus 115 is why I have noted down uh, per your, your screenshot you sent me. So... I like that for Pajara, and I really like Pajara, man. I think he's very good. The tough test I see for him is Robert Whitaker. Oh, yeah, I think Robert Whitaker would be a nightmare for Alex, dude. Yeah. But um, as far as Pereira goes in this one, yeah, he's plus 115 on DraftKings right now and plus 110 on MGM. I caught him at plus 125 like a month ago. Um, It's just like he's 3-0 against Izzy, you know? Like, yeah. That, that, that takes a mental toll. And that takes no. more than a mental toll. That's a like a physical proof. He's just better in the standing department. You're right, man. 281, he had his moments. He had his moments. He almost finished him at the end of round one. I was there in person. I've watched that fight back like two times now. And yeah, man, Izzy had him until he didn't. And I don't think exactly. Izzy is going to have the mental capacity to, to do what he needs to do and say, dude, fuck it. I'm going to rush forward and knock this guy the fuck out in round one. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he wants to risk it like that. I don't think he's comfortable and confident enough to risk it like that. And I think that's what he needs to do. So very similarly to that third fight. Yeah. I think we're going to see Pereira win by a late knockout or a dominant 
on the feet decision. It's just like, dude. And then did, did you see Eugene Bergman today? See what he said? Or at the press conference, someone was like, Izzy, did you hear what your coach said about accepting yeah, the fight like, turnaround or something? I haven't been really on my phone much today. I've seen, I've seen little bits on my work break and stuff, but, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've seen, and that concerns me. And uh, I felt this with Usman. I thought he came back too soon after being knocked out cold. And, like, Izzy wasn't knocked out cold. I don't think he took much damage other than the leg. Um, so it's interesting. You know, I thought Usman, he had some durability issues against Edwards mm-hmm. in the third fight. Be very interested to see Izzy Manson. I think Pajero is the only guy that can stop Izzy when he gets in his flow state. Izzy in his flow state is amazing. Yeah. Like, you can call him boring all you want. But he fights smart. He's clever. He knows how to break someone down, and he he does it time and time again. And he was doing it to Pehera, but Pehera again, nuclear option. And he he's I swear to God, he's the only guy that can get Izzy out of his flow state because Blahovich didn't even let him get in it. Yeah, I I, I think this is just I think the turnaround time is a big factor in this fight. And again, it could the, the comments yeah. today they could be nothing. The, the turnaround time could be nothing. I could be making a fool of myself when this is all said and done on Sunday morning. But, like, dude, obviously I haven't talked to Usman since his uh, loss again against uh, Leon. I, I haven't talked to Izzy before this rematch. But a good friend of mine, a Cage Fury fighter, Ian Austin. Uh, everybody go follow him at Ian Austin MMA on Instagram. Great guy. He's 2-2 two and two professional fighter in Cage Fury. And right now he is on a two-fight knockout loss streak. He got knocked out. Oh, man, dude, I think it was at CFFC 116. He was kicking Billy Ray Valdez's ass, like spinning elbows, flying knees. It was incredible. He got sloppy, dropped his hands, got caught, knocked out. Incredible upset. And then recently, he took a fight against uh, Daquan Buckley, who I'm sure we'll see in the UFC soon. Uh, This was last weekend at CFFC 118. And it was two months after his knockout against Billy, and he he got caught again, and he got knocked out. And Ian's in great spirits right now. Not talking any garbage on Ian, good friend of mine, very good fighter. He'll be on uh, in the UFC someday. But he said to me, dude, I took that fight too soon. I only took that fight to get over the first knockout loss. And now I have two knockout losses. Chris Dawkins, who I've talked to, he did the same thing. It's a very common thing for guys to want to get a win back immediately, especially when you're undefeated or on top like these guys are. So I think Izzy's making a mistake here, man. I hope I'm wrong. I really like Izzy. I would love to see him get the belt back, but the betting betting perspective-wise, you got to go with the head here, man. And that's with Pereira. I agree. I think it's their egos that get in the way. I think that's the biggest factor in MMA. Like, it's egos, man. If you Like, yeah. there's fighters who fight without an ego, and I think, like, there's a time and a place for an ego. And I think every fighter has one, but it's some fighters have a more prominent one. And you see a lot of fighters without an ego uh, get ahead, and you know they'll take the time they need. You know, Aljamain Al- Sterling, may- maybe he has an ego, but he's very, very smart with it. Yes, he takes the time he needs, right? Annoyingly you know, so. Are... <laughs> Annoyingly so, maybe. But I think I think it's smart. And you know, same with Sean O'Malley. He is very clever with how he fights. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't see him for a bit after he lost to Cheeto Vera. And so I'm very interested in this fight. You know, obviously, I think everyone is. I'm super invested in it. I've met Alex Pajera. He is mm. awesome. He is scary in person. And, you know, I, I got a fist bump from his his Poetan left hand. I thought I broke my knuckle. <laughs> Most fighters are real gentle with it. They know we're soft, he said. Well, it was like, so we were in the press room, right? I was covering Glory, and he was there. 
he loves Germany. Like yeah. his girlfriend's from Germany, so he comes here a lot. And he he came into the media room to say goodbye to the uh, matchmaker Robbie Timmers, I believe his name is. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, he came in and you know to say goodbye. I'd seen him before. He was sitting in like cage side. People were harassing him for pictures. Um, and he came in. And he just was like bye. And I kind of just like half reached out. And I just felt clunk, just like bank. And then and then he was gone. That's awesome, man. And my left hand hasn't been the same since. I'm well. I'm not even sorry to hear that. that that's that's a good way no, to hurt I, your hand. I, I felt greatness, right? <laughs> <laughs> you felt that knockout power. Um, exactly. My last thing about this fight, and it's not even really a betting perspective wise. I'm, I'm team team Pereira plus one ten. But did you see Izzy in the blue shorts today? Yeah, they look good. I like them. I like them, but I was like, whoa, that's weird. It was weird, and like, so like, see the I, black and gold. The original blue shorts, when they first came out for Venom, they were a very weird light blue. That yeah. Like the Taiwans, I did not like those. But those, I like that color. It's a darker blue. And I think it suits Izzy. I would like that to be the New Zealand color, not the, the white. I like that I like that color on them. Yeah, and it's it has the white text too, not like the red or the mm-hmm. black. It looks nice, dude. I'm excited. It's, it's a clean main event. I mean, look at this show. It's a great Come one. On. Come on. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Anyways. Those are my singles, my last bets, my yeah. parlay. We'll make this one short. Let me explain this before I get into it. So I've been doing this thing recently called the hype parlay, right? Where I'm choosing two guys on the card who are favorites. And not only favorites who I think are going to win, but also have that UFC wants to build them up kind of advantage behind them. That Dana White privilege, they say. So I'm 2-0 and doing this so far. I hit Jack Della Maddalena in Islam. I was like... Uh-huh. They want Islam to win. Islam's going to win. Stop doubting him. And Jack Dallin-Madalena is not going to lose to Randy Brown. Bam. Hit it. And then at UFC 286, Muhammad Mikhaev, Jake Hadley. I was like, build them up, baby. Yeah. Let's cash. So I'm this sure week, you, you nearly crapped yourself when he got stuck in the knee bar. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's MMA betting, bro. You're crapping yourself at least three times a night. Um, but so, so I'm 2-0 with this. I'm going to try for 3-0 this week, okay? We're going to go with – I, I, I like add, it too. Oh, I already said. I was going to say, do you want to guess? But you would have been able to because I sent you the screenshot. No, you, but... sent, you, should, you should have saved that. I've seen it. I made a note of it. I've, I've got some notes here. So so, for, so I didn't tell you guys. Raul Rosas Jr. and Ignacio Bajomandez parlay them together, minus 125. Neither of these guys are losing. Raul Rosas is going to win a wrestling match against C-Rod, and uh, Bajomandez is going to – outstrike Trey Ogden. That's just, I mean, UFC wants it to happen. It's going to happen. Tell them why, Patrick. For the parlay? Yeah. For the, I, so Raul Rosas Jr., I think this is just a setup fight for him. I, I hope they slow roll him. You know, he's he's my age. He's two months older than me. It's so weird. I, I, I'm i like, man, this guy's 18. He was 17 when he got the UFC contract, and I'm yep. sat here in my bedroom talking about him, right? <laughs> Um, so, you know, he is very, very good. His win over Jay Perrin. I know Jay Perrin. Uh, I met him at cage Titans, very nice guy. Good fighter too. His two losses prior to that were to Mario Batista. And if correct me if I'm wrong, Ariki Lang at, uh, UFC 278. I believe that was it. Let me look it up there. Let me confirm. So I believe he was the first one to finish, uh, Jay Perrin in the UFC. Jay Perrin is a slow starter. I think. Raul Rosas capitalized on that. Very good. I think it's a very safe pick. I like that you haven't gone with him, you know, winning by finish. I'm not I'm not sure. But Bahamondes, I like that pick a lot. The odds are a bit high for me. 
minus 345. That's feels high. Yeah. Prey Octane is very good. Um, but I think a factor for me is I believe it was two weeks ago he was supposed to fight Manuel Torres and Manuel Torres no showed the weigh ins. He's he's on two weight cuts in two weeks. That's not good. Ogden, so his right? chin might be a little iffy. And that's, uh Trey Ogden, scary. I believe, got dominated by Jordan Levitt, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And he beat Daniel Zelluber. I can't remember the Zelluber fight. I think he just out outclassed Zell Huber. Yeah, that was the um, one Zell Huber just wouldn't throw. He didn't he, throw, yeah. We Zell haven't Huber seen Zell Huber since then, right? He fights this weekend, I think. No, or next weekend? Might be next weekend. I, mean, I, was, I was just about to say, we haven't seen him in a while. No, but he's um, great. Yeah, he fights... Uh, yeah, oh, shit, he fights Lando Venata next weekend. I like that. Um, yeah, man, so I like those picks. I like the parlay, for sure. I've got a few of my own here. I like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope the parlay cashes for the hype. But Pat, give out your sure. uh, give out your bets. So my first one, um, I, I've got Rob Font plus one fifty five on my first thing. So Yanez is very good. I've talked to him. I've interviewed him. Great guy. I've talked to Rob Font as well. Uh, interviewed him for Combat Sports UK. Very good fighter. You know his two losses. Uh, uh, to Jose Aldo and Cheeto Vera, he was doing really well in those fights, yeah. and then he got caught. And I asked him about that. You know, I wanted him to be. He was brutally honest about it. He said, "I win. I start to win rounds, and then I kind of go into cruise control. I lose my concentration, and that's when I get caught." He is the best first three minutes of a round fighter in the UFC. He yeah. he's so good, and for a while for me, he was the dark horse in the division. I think he still can be. I was shocked that they pushed Yanez this far. And I think this is a this is too big of a step for Yanez. You know, Tony Kelly. Yeah, easy. You know, uh before that a split decision against Davy Grant. You know, Davy Grant is a stud. His last win was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, Yanez should be putting those uh David Grant away, really, in reality. I think this is a big step. Font's got the experience. He hasn't fought in a three-rounder since he fought Ricky Simone. No, no, since he fought Marlon Marais. Sorry, this is his first fight in front of a crowd since he fought Ricky Simone in 2019 in Washington. Damn. So he's going to be motivated. It's a three-rounder, so he's going to be he's going to be pacing. He's going to be a lot quicker. He's going to be on the offensive. And I'm super excited for this. Yanis has shown signs of struggling with jab in the past against Randy mm-hmm. Costa oh, before yeah. Costa gassed out font's got the best jab in the ufc i'll say that confidently you can argue with me all you want i you're not going to change my mind no argument here bro <laughs> rob font but i'm not I, I i don't have a finish pick i don't have a decision pick i've got him straight up i think he's going to win plus 155 i think it's a good bet i think yana being the favorite is surprising so i yeah i don't you don't need to do a prop with plus 150 that's that's an underdog right there um and I told you before, I was on Yanez hard until I saw that he was like minus 200. And I was just like, I can't justify that. Maybe I can wait for the knockout TKO or decision line that I like. But I don't know, because you're right, dude. Rob Font is going to cause Adrian Yanez serious, serious problems in the first couple minutes of each round, especially that first round, because Yanez, very slow starter. When he gets started, he's cooking. His hands he's are flying. Killer. But... The slow start might be a big issue against Rob Font here. And yeah, dude, the experience jump is crazy. So like I said, dude, if 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 uh Yanez was minus 180, minus 170, minus 150, I'd be a little bit all over it. But the yeah. 
the odds right now, I'm I'm either not touching it or I'm sprinkling on Font. I think the odds went down though. I, I remember Font being at plus two hundred or something, uh, and that really excited me. I think they've been but. jumping a bit because I remember Yanez right now on BetMGM's minus one eighty five, and I remember like last week he was like minus one seventy, and I was like, ooh. I'm going to wait for them to close a little bit and they jump back up again. So I don't know, man. It's a tough fight to call. It is, man. And so my next thing, um, now I'm not sure of the exact odds. I couldn't really find any. Mm-hmm. I do think Burns is too high of a favorite plus uh, 435 by my notes here. I like a fight does go the distance pick. Let me see if I have those um, odds on BetMGM. So for me, I think Masvidal, his speed is regressed a bit. I think his power still there. We've seen him crack. But Burns, you know, he's tapping in more with the grappling. You know, we saw that against Neil Magny. We saw against Wonderboy. He fought very smart fights. I can see him taking uh, Masvidal down. Can Masvidal stop the takedowns? That's a big factor for me. I don't think uh, Burns finds a finish on the ground. I don't think – I mean, he has great power. I don't think he can put Masvidal out. And Masvidal – is the one to crack Burns. I'm not good. I don't have a pick for this one, but if Maz, what I'll say is if Masvidal wins, it will be a finish. And if Burns wins, it will be a by, by decision. That, but I do think the fight goes the distance. So I guess you could class that as a Burns win, but I don't want, I don't want to put any bets on that. I just want the goes the distance pick. I, I like that a lot, dude, especially because this is three rounds. These guys are five round fighters. Exactly. So three rounds, when five round fighters go down to that three rounds, it doesn't go the other way. They typically take it slower, and then the third round, they're like, "Oh shit, I got a lot of, got a lot of energy left." So, plus one thirty, the fight will go the distance on BetMGM. Really? Oh god, I thought it would be higher. Will the um, fight go the distance? Oh yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Will the fight go the distance? Plus one thirty. I like that. I thought, I thought that was going to be higher, but I I like that pick. And my next one, it's a pretty simple one. Uh, Kevin Holland minus two forty five. I think it's a. Smart one. I think Ponzinibbio didn't look great against Alex Morono until he landed the kill shot. Um, Holland, I think he is back too soon after the Wonder Boy War. And that uh, you know, that's an that we talked about that earlier with Izzy. Mm-hmm. I think he is back too soon uh, after taking the damage he took. I'm very curious to see what's going on with his hand because I believe his hand shattered against Wonder Boy. Ponzinibbio, I really like him. I don't think he's as good as maybe he once was. And I hate to say that about fighters. I really do because I love this game. I hate seeing fighters regress. But if you look at his last fight and you look at the Shell fight, it's true. So I think plus 245 is good. But um, I'm very curious about where Holland is um, in his injuries from the Wonderboy fight. And my last one. Oh, wait. No, no. I'll let you talk about the Holland if you want to. I, I agree, man. I think Ponzinibbio took – it wasn't his fault. I believe he got – I don't remember what the injury was, but he took a lot of time off a couple of years ago. And he's had moments since then, but certainly not the same undefeated Santiago Ponzinibbio he used to be. So no. Kevin Holland right now, he's gunning for Masvidal and Chimaev anyways. So, yeah, I think I think Ponzinibbio's outclassed here a bit. And uh, my last pick is uh, I like Carl Williams against Chase Sherman. He's a plus – 190 underdog, which shocked me because Carl Williams is a very good wrestler. Uh, you know, his win over Bretschke, I believe his name is. Sorry if I butchered that. You know, the guy who slapped the beer out of a fan's hand. That was very funny on his walkout. Wait, what odds do you have on Williams? Uh, plus 190. Per, I, I That's on the UFC website, so I'm not sure what they oh, are. Oh, UFC is, is 
clowning you because Carl Williams is a minus 400 favorite on BetMGM. Oh man, I thought that, I thought that and was a really stud. Did pick. you say did you say Holland was a underdog on yours too? No, he's a minus two forty five. Okay, okay. I don't know if you said plus two forty, but yeah, no, Carl Williams is minus four hundred favorite. He's <laughs> what I saw that and I was like, oh my god, that's the easiest pick of my life. Well, if you throw Carl Williams into the parlay with Bahumundas and Rosas Jr., it goes from one minus one twenty five to plus one twenty five. So that's an option. That's a good one. Um I'm not, but he's not, he doesn't belong in the hype parlay because I think he lost some hype with maybe True. not being the most exciting fight against Bretschke. Um, but yeah, Carl Williams would be my pick. I thought he was an underdog. I thought he was plus money, and that's why I liked it. That would be nice. Uh, now I don't like it as much because it's a very big thing. But Chase Sherman, he can't defend takedowns. And, you know, he was supposed to fight Chris Barnett. I think this is a bad yep. matchup change. Chris Barnett, as much as I love him. Not the best technical guy. I think Chase Sherman definitely could have won that fight. Um, Carl Williams, different matchup, different different kind of fighter. So I'm not going to name any names, but one of the two fighters we're talking about right now, Carl Williams and Chase Sherman, ghosted me this week for an interview. So without naming any names, I'll just say... I think I know who it is, too. I'll just say, let's go Carl Williams, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. now, now I know who ghosted you. No, I didn't say any names. Anyways... Patrick McCory, my friend. That's all I got for us. UFC 288 best bets, everybody. You can watch that April 8th. Oh, my God. I didn't even mention April 8th is my birthday, mofos. So uh, oh. that car starts at 6 p.m. Happy Eastern birthday. Time. Thanks, Happy bro. birthday, my friend. The big 2-6. The big 2-6. So. My man. My man. Put together, put that together. That's eight. And uh, that means eight of our uh, eight of our eight bets are going to hit. Look at that. That's how we do it. All Let's right, go. Patrick. Thank you, brother. Thanks Have a good one, everybody. Go follow Patrick and uh, enjoy the fights, y'all.